You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for another new day. And Lord, we thank you for the cool air inside when it's so hot. But Lord, we just thank you for the many blessings that we've received here at Camp Meeting. And we just pray that you will just continue to pour out your spirit, Lord, and that we will go away changed and ready to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so before we get into our topic for today, we're going to do a couple little housekeeping items because I don't know what I've explained and what I haven't explained. <laughs> Monday was kind of a whirlwind with all the problems that I had. <laughs> so I just want to explain to you where you get the materials for all these little glow track packs when you make them. So not all of them, but a lot of them I put in little baggies just to keep everything together. So recently I've been buying the 4x5 reclosable baggies, and that's what I Google when I do it. 4x5 reclosable baggies. I've been getting them on Amazon, and I can get a 1000 for, it used to be $33, I just looked and it's $38 now. Somebody else just mentioned that they get them at... Websterant, is that what we, it's a web, okay, so I don't know, Websterant is something else that you could check out, I have purchased them at Joann's before, that's where I used to get them in the very beginning, but then their 4 by four by 5 bags seem to get just a little smaller, and I was having trouble zipping the top, so, but the other thing too, if you order glow tracks from the conference, they probably don't want to give you thousands, but they would give you a few bags of 100 if you ask. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice to know. Okay, there you, there you have it. If you buy 100, you can get 100 bags. If you buy 500, you can get 500 bags. Perfect. Right, they don't just put them in, you would have to ask. Right, right. So, and the glow tracks. You can call the conference, you can email the publishing department, or you can go to Glow Central. Just Google it. That's my best friend, Glow Central. Just Google it, and it will take you to a place where you can order stuff, Glow Tracks, online. And then for the cards, you can make your own. There is no thing that you have to use these, but if you can't print your own or you don't feel comfortable making your own, you can have kids make little cards, but you can also go at the end of this presentation, there will also be that page that has my website FindingJoyForEternity.com. Actually, it's written on the bottom of this as well. FindingJoyNumberForEternity.com. There's resources there. You can't get bags from me, um, but you can get the cards. You can download the cards for free. Some of them are up there. They're not all there. Um, or you can order them, and I'll print them and cut them and send them to you if that works better for you. So, and then, let me just give you a tip about putting these together, too. And you know what? You don't have to do it this way, but this is the way I try to train people to do it. <laughs> it's not a big deal, but the card should face out one way, and the glow track should face out the other way. So then they see. And then if I can, sometimes if you have apple cider or something big, I have to put it in the back so you don't block the card. But if the item is small, then it just goes in front because it usually coordinates with the card. So there is that little bit of information. And then um, just the two websites that I have. You'll see them at the end of my seminar again, but the blog 
was biblelabs.blogspot.com. And the difference, that just has all the things that I've done over the years. So idea after idea after idea. And the ministry website, Finding Joy for Eternity, is the place where you can get the resources. So, all right, there we have that. So, today, celebrating holidays in a secular world. What do you think of when you see this? Christmas. Anything else? Santa. That's right. I, I think of Santa when I see that, but yes, I also think of Christmas because in the day and age that we live, that's, that's uh, one of the things. You might also think of, when you think of Christmas anyways, you might think of food, or family, gifts. You might, if you're a kid, your wish list, little kids like to make wish, uh, wish lists. And you know what? Hold on a second. I want to shut this door. Anyways, so after, um, it was about 12 years ago probably, our Christmas traditions began to change a little. We just wanted something different than the way that the world celebrated Christmas. We wanted to do things a little bit different. We started searching for ways that we could really celebrate the true meaning of Christmas and not... We have, we have families that are broken, so we have lots of grandparents, and so my kids end up with lots of gifts anyways, and so we wanted to minimize the gifts, and we wanted to focus truly on what Christmas was about, make it more about Christ, but also more about others and more about giving and not receiving. And I came across this quote in Adventist Home, and it says, when you have a holiday, Make it a pleasant and happy day for your children, and make it also a pleasant day for the poor and the afflicted. Do not let the day pass without bringing thanksgiving and thank offerings for Jesus. So this began to change how we celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving specifically, but it's neat because since then it's trickled down into many, many other holidays as well. And now we even look for holidays that we can celebrate in order to do something nice and fun and kind for others. That is 476. So we just try to be really intentional about making every, day ho um, every holiday pleasant for others and more about giving our thank offerings to Jesus. And one way you can do that is this verse in Matthew 25, verse 40. It says, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So when we do things for others, we're giving our thank offerings to Jesus. So now that we have, that's what we're going to go through today. Is we're going to go through lots of different hol holidays, different things that we have done in our churches or in our family, um, in our schools, different places. But now we just really enjoy the holidays even more than we did before. There's a lot of happiness that goes into the holiday, but there's even more when we use it to serve others as well. So we're going to uh, not only talk about traditional holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving, but also about little-known national holidays that are so much fun. And Elisa, you're going to see a picture of yourself on the screen today. <laughs> it's always so much fun when friends can join us for these types of things. So the first, for us it started at Christmas, about 12 years ago or so, our very first endeavor to do something other-centered on Christmas morning. And truly, it has turned out to be one of our very, very favorite holiday celebrations or traditions. 
And it's kind of evolved over the, over the years, but the idea is still the same. So on Christmas Eve, this was the very first year. No, the very first year I think we bought muffins because we weren't even away from home, or we weren't at home. But um, most years when we're home, we would, in the beginning, make muffins and tie them up in either baggies or saran wrap or something with ribbon, and we would put apple cider packets together and a glow track pack and we would whatever goodies we had we would get together on Christmas Eve so that the next morning we were ready to go and what we would do is we thought about the places that had people working on Christmas morning that's okay all right so we had our goodies ready so that on on Christmas morning we were able to go out. So we started thinking of who would be at work on Christmas morning because whether we like it or not, we know that there's people who work on Christmas morning. So these are the people like gas stations, they're open. Walgreens is always open. Hotels and motels are open and convenience stores. Sometimes it depends on what town. Yes, policemen are working. Um, around and, and it depends on your town whether it's big enough to actually have a station that's open. I tend to live in small places. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we would have all these ready and we would, this is us at a gas station, we would walk in with our little gifts and we'd walk up to the people that were working at the desk and we would start singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And so we would sing that and then at the end we would just let them know how thankful we were for their service on Christmas morning and let them know we appreciated them, and we'd give them our gifts, and just wish them a Merry Christmas. And people's responses are just fantastic, just fantastic. I don't think anyone ever turned us away. Many, many times people would end up in tears, just touch. Some of them, you know, they're um, away from their family. Some of them just all alone, and that's why they were available to work on Christmas morning. We had, I remember one Walgreens that we went into. We first went in and we talked to the lady at the, at the, the clerk at the front and we sang her, wish you a Merry Christmas and told her thank you. And then she's like, well, let me go get somebody in the back. There's somebody back here. And so then we sang it again for that person. And they're like, well, there's some more people over here. So they kept bringing people out. And I think it was that one too, where there was somebody out taking a break outside. And so we sang to them as well. But they just kept, and then, and somebody there, I think he used to have been a choir teacher or something. He's just like, sing it again, sing it again. So, and then, uh, was it last year or the year we got four? I don't remember. We went into a hotel and the lady was just so touched. We ended up singing other Christmas carols with her as well. Oh, and then there was one. Over the years, you know, you have a lot of experiences. I remember going into one hotel a few years ago, and after we get done singing, the lady's like, I know you, I know you. She's like, just last month, you were handing out apple cider in town. And she's like, I think God's given me another chance. You know, you never know what God is going to do with simple things like this. And whether you bring a smile or you, you know, some of them just hug you, you know that you've touched their hearts and they really feel like somebody cares when you're out there on Christmas morning thinking about somebody else rather than just your own self or your own family. So I have to tell you that we always, my kids will tell you in the very beginning, so 12 years ago, Kaylee's 18, so six or seven years old when we started this, she was a little leery of it and wasn't so sure about it. But now they're just thrilled and excited to do it. And we go home with more joy than we would ever have had had we skipped that. So we just, that is the highlight of our day. And we uh, come away knowing that we have been probably 
more blessed uh, than those people have. But it's kind of changed. Like we don't always, we kind of stay away from the homemade goodies now because of everything that's going on in this world. So we make little gift bags. So I think in these bags, you know, you can get candy bars, you can get granola bars, uh, lotion or soap, little candies. Um, I think there's a Christmas story in there and there's always glow tracks, of course, or a glow track pack. This year, when we made these specific bags, we lived in a small town, and we actually decided to go to our hospital that year and see what would happen there. So we went in, and we talked to the lady that was at the reception desk, and she loved it. So she's like, here, let me take you into the ER. And so she took us in there, and we were able actually to go all around the hospital. And this is us. I wish you could see. Well, you can kind of see down there. There's two bags left in there. We actually go the, gave those away. We had 24 bags that we took to the hospital that day on Christmas morning. And there were 24 workers at the hospital that morning. So God just, it was so perfect. And just so much fun. The people just really, really enjoyed it. And then we got creative this year. We were away from home. And so this is my family. And my husband's parents lived in this um, assisted living facility. And so we decided, we went to church Sabbath morning, and then after the early service, we went and we sang to, we went from person to person around each floor looking for the workers that were there that day. And we took them little gift bags. And anyways, it was good. It just brings a little bit of cheer, especially when you have to be working on a special day like Christmas. And a little bit later, I'll tell you what else we did on Christmas. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start in January and we're going to go basically work our way. Some of them are going to be national holidays that you may never have heard of. And then some of them will be regular holidays that you have heard of. So National Popcorn Day. I don't know if any of you like popcorn, but I love popcorn. So this was intriguing to me. <laughs> but um, January 19 is National Popcorn Day. So what better day to share popcorn than on National Popcorn Day? Invite people over if you want and have a party. Or, this is fantastic. I haven't done this with my neighbors, but I think the next time I want to go meet my neighbors, I'm going to take popcorn with this little tag and a glow track, either under the tag or on the back. Anywhere. Any, that's a fun one. You could give it to coworkers. You can share it around town. But, you know, who wouldn't like microwave popcorn? Not many people, probably. This is one, February 4. There's a few different mail carrier or postal worker or vari variations of this day, but February 4 is National Mail Carrier Day. And you know, they work hard. I, we tend to grumble and complain about things when they go wrong with USPS, but truly these people work very hard and very long hours to deliver our mail. And so you'll... you'll um, See this a little, all of you are going to get, is this the right one? Yeah. Um, you're all going to get a little card that says, we appreciate you. This is, oh no, it's a different one. Anyways, thank you for going the extra mile uh, to deliver our mail. So anyways, this is fun. This was the very first time we ever did it. So thanks for going the extra mile. Um, and you just leave it in your mailbox. Put the flag up so that they know there's something there. And they'll come by and they'll see this little gift and take it. Usually when I leave things in the mailbox for the workers, I usually get a note of thanks or something afterwards. So you know that they appreciate it because I'm sure that they don't get thanked very often. And then Valentine's. What does Valentine's celebrate? Love. What? Yeah, and love, that's the basic idea of what Valentine's is. And so despite what we might think about the origins of it, 
what better day to point them to the one who loves them more than anything else in this world, and that's Jesus. And so we found lots of different ways. This is the most recent one that I did. Some of you probably bought the cards. Um, so I don't know if you can get heart candy the rest of the year, but at Valentine's you can get individually wrapped heart candy. And so I just stuck it on there with tape, or you can use tacky or glue dots, whatever works for you, and then put them in the bag and share them. They, they are great anywhere. You can share them with anybody. And you know, I have found that adults really love Valentine's too. They might not trade them like kids, but they really like getting a treat. So these are some of the other ones that we've done. This was probably the first one we ever did. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and we put a heart candy on there. God has made you a smarty, so there's a candy smarties. Or Jesus is the light of the world. Kids really like glow, glow sticks, so that was fun. And then these... I think these are the ones that we were feeding the homeless one day on Valentine's Day, and so we made a bunch of these. Oh, they, they probably just wanted the candy, but you know they all got tracks too. But they loved them. They kept coming back, actually. <laughs> and then one time, uh, the last district that we were in of churches, there was a homeless shelter in one of the towns. And so we made muffins and valentines for the adults and the children in the homeless shelter. And on the muffins, on the rim of the plate we wrote Jesus loves you anyways and we took all these muffins and all these valentines to the homeless shelter because we just wanted to remind them that Jesus loves them as well so there's lots of places that you can share these you just have to think outside the box a little bit another one I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day but I'm to the point in my life where every every holiday is a day to celebrate because I can use it to share Jesus and so I made this, you are blessed, not lucky. And more than anything else, people love the Andes Mint. But if you get someone who loves the Lord as well, they just will wholeheartedly agree with you and thank you for the reminder. So anyways, that's been a big hit. People have enjoyed that very much. And then I'm also not above using the resources that are available at the different times and holidays that happen throughout the year. So we've used Easter eggs. And we made this little card, have an excellent day, and it had a Bible verse, and we put a little candy inside the egg. We stuffed all these eggs, and the kids and I walked around our small town of Three Rivers, um, just the old section of town, and we went in and out of the businesses, and it actually really cracked me up how much the adults loved to get these eggs. Because, you know, when, when you celebrate with bunnies and chocolate and whatnot, it's not usually the adults that get it. It's the kids that are searching for all those things. So, But hopefully they were reminded of Jesus' love. I remember one lady, I think it was the last business that we went into, and uh, we gave her the egg, and she said, so what's the story? Why are you doing this? And so, anyways, we just explained that we wanted to share the love of Jesus. We wanted to do something nice for the people in the community. And she really was just moved to tears. And she said, you know what? I'm inspired to go and do something kind for somebody else. And that's the whole point. Hopefully, it's a trickle effect. And we do something, and then they do something, and it spreads the love of Jesus like wildfire. But, yeah, we folded the piece. It was folded. So a folded piece of paper and a candy. And so then we were just handing eggs to people which I don't celebrate with eggs, that's not what it was about, but it was a, it was a good uh, bridge for them. Okay, so here's a national holiday. National, uh, May 17 is National Baking Day. 
So actually, this was a really fun day. We, um, there was also a women and children's shelter in the town that we lived in at this point. And so we made all these cookies and muffins and loaves of bread for the women and children at that um, facility. And so you can't go in and talk with them at all, but you can do something kind, and hopefully they feel the love of Jesus. The lady who met us at the door and took all the things was just in tears and just so thankful that we had thought to do something like that. And here's my kids getting to deliver all those things. And I said it was a really fun day because not only, yes, they're so little, <laughs> not only did we have so much fun doing this, but then we also got a tour of a bakery that day, and she gave them samples of cupcakes. I mean, it was a great, great home. I homeschool my kids. And so we just try to take every opportunity to make it educational and service-oriented. And so that's what we did that day, and we had a lot of fun doing it. June 17. I'm sad to say we'll be here at camp meeting on June 17, so... Unless somebody here, maybe they'll pick up the garbage on June 17. Keep that in mind. What day is it today? The 15th? 15th. It's Wednesday, so Friday, guys, is National uh, Global, no, it's Global Garbage Man Day. So if you see somebody picking up the garbage around here, let them know. But um, they, these are also, I would not want this job, but I'm very, very thankful for the men who do this job because we couldn't survive without it. And these people work hard. And so every once in a while, we'll just leave something out on the garbage can. Um, and one time, we even left it not on any national holiday, but because we heard that they were behind, I don't know if it was after a holiday or what, but they were behind and had all sorts of extra trash. So we thought that called for a treat, and we just left something out there. But it's always good to remember those people. And then, of course, we have 4th of July coming up. And you'll have people milling around, right, all over the place at parades and 4th of July gatherings and depending on what your town does. If you were to download this from my website, I just get these little pins, flag pins, that, you know, the people love to stick them on their shirts or on their hats. And they're not expensive at all. And so we just stick them to the, to the card. And they have a couple of appropriate uh, glow tracks that would go with 4th of July. You can even combine it with, sometimes we've handed them out in door hanger bags with a great controversy, as well as a glow track pack like this. But um, there's people everywhere, so it's a great, great time to pass things out. We've also just shared things with our neighbors. We made, um, I think these were strawberry blueberry muffins so that there was red and blue. And then we just included a flag and a glow track and shared those with our neighbor. And then, 4th of July, I don't know if you've ever been in a 4th of July parade. Over the next couple of days, I'm going to share a couple of them with you. We handed out boxes of raisins because our banner says, Raisin Kids for Eternity. And we had information in the little bags. Let's see. Here's another picture of our parade float. We had little scenes depicting work and academic, something spiritual, and I don't remember the other one, mental or emotional, I don't remember. But um, And then we had bags and bags and bags, they were snack baggies filled with raisins, a glow track, information um, about our VBS and about our school, I believe, in there. And so people just love that. A lot of little kids like boxes of raisins, too. So anyways, it was a really fun event, and it's just a lot of fun. My kid, Elijah, my youngest, he thinks it's fun, funner to be on the outside, more fun to be on the outside of the parade watching, but the rest of us think it's great fun to be in the parade sharing stuff. So 
Anyways, it's fun either way, but it's fun to hand things out. The next thing is October and it's Halloween. Now, we this is a door hanger bag and so we knocked on doors. We didn't knock on doors when the majority of kids were going around asking for candy or trick or treating, but we knocked on the doors and we let if they weren't there then we would leave them. But that happiness for life is a little steps to Christ and they have some glow tracks that are perfect for Halloween. It says, it's no trick. Jesus is the sweetest treat. And so we were able to share. People thought it was actually quite a novel idea that you were knocking on their door to hand them something instead of to say trick or treat and take something from them. So that was neat. And here's a picture of what was in um, those bags. Now remember, you can go to biblelabs.blogspot.com and most of these pictures, if not all of them, are there. Now, if you... I think I sh did it. Yeah, I think I showed you this one already. So this would be for kids if they're coming to your home and they're trick-or-treating. This would be a great little thing to share with the kids instead of, you can put candy in there too if you want to, but the balls are a lot of fun. Okay, so now I'm going to move and I'm going to share with you. So November, well, I, sh I guess I should have shared that first. So just a little bit. We used to, not used to, we have done an, an advent calendar. You know what an advent calendar is? A lot of times they're those little paper box things. You can open a window and there's a piece of chocolate, or I've seen Lego ones or toys, various things. Ever since my kids were little, I have put together my own advent calendar, which counts the days leading up till Christmas. And so it kind of gives them an idea of how close you're getting to Christmas. Well, I didn't want any of those types. I wanted then to have holiday fun, but also to be doing things for others and serving others, doing acts of kindness. Well, in 2017, as a family, we decided to go on a mission trip, and it was over Christmas. So we were going to be gone from, I think, December 15 through the end of the year. And so we were only going to be able to do half of our calendar. So the Lord put this idea in my mind, since we won't be here in December, you can do a gratitude calendar for November. So, this is what I came up with. So, the idea here is, I'm sorry that that won't stay open. Here, I'll just open it. Um, the idea here is, is that for the whole month of November, you're concentrating on gratitude. Thankfulness to God, thankfulness to others, uh, the things that people do for us, to those who serve us in our communities. And so, I put together this kit, and I had so many friends that were interested in it, too, that I started making them for everybody and selling them which got to be a lot, <laughs> but it's just full. Um, it comes with however many cards you need leading up till, till Thanksgiving. And so just like an advent calendar, you would on November 1, come and pick up the card and see what it says on the back. Now I have all sorts of resources that come with it, with the activities and an explanation of the activities. I don't put the activities on the back because everybody's lives are different. And so whoever would get these from me, they would put whatever activity they wanted on the back. But it just comes with all sorts of activities. And I have to just tell you that we, our, our November was completely changed forever because we weren't just celebrating. I mean, we should be thankful every day of the year. Truthfully, that's what we should be doing. But we started taking the month of November to really focus on gratitude and, and thankfulness. And so, anyways, it has just been a huge blessing, and we have enjoyed um, having our gratitude calendar uh, very much.
And so we still do it. My kids are 18, 16, and 13. And I don't know what my daughter's going to do this year. I'm going to have to do something special. She's going away to college. She's going to Weimar next year. So I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do for this gratitude calendar and for the advent calendar because she won't be there. But anyway, so it's been a blessing, a huge blessing in our home to focus more on gratitude and thankfulness to others and to God during the month of November. All right, another thing that we did once, we wanted to say thank you to our piano teacher. He, he uh, gave us piano lessons for free for quite some time, and so we just wanted to express our thankfulness, so we made what we called a Thanksgiving tree. And I think I must have gone to Hobby Lobby, and I got the basket, and there's styrofoam in the bottom. Anyways, we just attached those little sticks that you can put um, gift cards in. Anyways, and we just gave this to him uh, with little notes of appreciation letting him know that we just really appreciated what he was doing for us. Okay, here is another fun holiday. Okay, so I love random acts of kindness. Oh, wow, they're little. So, but random acts of kindness. So I was thrilled to find out that November 13 is World Kindness Day. World Kindness Day. So the very first time, I don't even know what year this was, maybe 2012 or something like that, uh, we set to making muffins and bread and cookies. We took some to people at prayer meeting. But what the kids are ready to do here is that, I, like I said, I homeschooled them, so they didn't go to the church school that we had there. But we wanted to take goodies over there to the school, and so we made these things. And early in the morning before they got to school, we went over to the school and left treats on all their desks for them. So the kids, they just love all this stuff, especially if it's secret stuff. <laughs> Anyways, they just really get into it, and they love to celebrate this type of stuff also. That same year, we made bread and we made cookies. We do a lot of baking and cooking in our home, which has served me well because all of my kids can cook and bake, and it comes back to bless you for sure, but um, they've just been a big help also when we've done things like this for others, and it's been a lot of fun. So this is one you don't want to miss. Thanksgiving. One of our best Thanksgiving memories is really when we invite others over. It's not just a family affair. This year in particular, we invited, we had two churches at that time, and we just let them know if anybody needed a place to go, or if they didn't have family, or they just wanted some place to go, that they were welcome in our home. And what a diverse group we had. One of them is on asylum from, I can't remember which country now, but um, And then just church members from both groups, some of them were non-Adventist. And here's my son. Isn't that a funny face? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's Dylan. Anyways, we just had a fun time together. We played games afterwards, and so the fellowship was just sweet. And there's something. You should, you should fellowship and invite people to your home you know, all the time, many other times besides Thanksgiving. But there's just a connection and a bond and unity that comes when you spend personal time like this in your home with people. So I just encourage you to do that. I love to have people in our home. And on a holiday, it's just very special. Okay, so here is the Christmas well, it's right there. Here, I'll hold it up real quick, and then I'll put it down because I don't want to stand in the way. But this one obviously has 24 cards and lots of activities. We do all sorts of things, holiday fun, as well as random acts of kindness, service opportunities for the kids. You'll hear about a couple of the things we do. There's glow tracks, and you can see my Jolly Ranchers melted. It was in my car the last three days. <laughs> but there's spiritual activities that come with it. 
It even has here adults, because adults should be doing this type of thing too. I even have thought to myself, when I don't have kids, will I still do this? Well, you know what? I will, because I love it. <laughs> and it's so much fun. There's random acts of kindness cards that you can give, give to people. Anyways, so this we, we started doing when the kids were little. My very first one I ever did was just on an eight and a half by 11, or unless they come in nine by 12, a construction, a piece of construction paper. <clears throat> And just little flaps. I think they were little pieces of paper folded over and they opened them up. But anyways, just full of, of fun things and others-centered things. And so, you know, the sky's the limit, but we usually go caroling. We make cookies or goodies for people. Um, taking things to the bell ringers has been fun. Um, dropping off meals to people. And I'll show you a, a few more as we go through here. But anyways, it's, it's fun to focus Christmas on others and doing things for others every day of the month. So this is one thing we always do. Well, for the last two years, we've only known about it for two years. But December 8 is National Brownie Day. And let me tell you, it is so much fun to celebrate. So always number eight on our Advent calendar, at least for the last two years, is celebrate National Brownie Day. And the way that we go about doing this is we go to the dollar store, because Walmart is an hour away and we buy boxes of brownies. I don't make brownies. Everybody can make their own brownies. <laughs> but, uh, so, and we wrap them up with ribbon and the cards that I make. There's a glow track stuck to the back of it with tape probably, I don't know. Um, and then we go around town and look, here's Elisa and Elijah. Those are the greatest smiles, and it's because they're having so much fun giving. It's so fantastic. So we go in and out of businesses. We stopped at gas stations. We did parking lots. Uh, one lady, I think it was, told Kaylee, she's like, I love brownies. She said, and my granddaughter loves making brownies, so this is perfect. But And, and you know, some people are just like, what? You're giving these away? You're like, free? Are you sure? And yes, we just give boxes of brownies away free and, and let people know God loves you. Here's a special gift for you. Here's Dylan in a parking lot. We, they just knock on the windows of the people that are sitting in the parking lot. I feel so bad, I'm in your way. <laughs> but um, the first year we did this, we had seen a state patrol. So we live in the Upper Peninsula. We live in a place where the state patrol, he told us, I think, I don't know how many hundreds of square miles that they have to cover. So they're just driving all over. But that day we had seen the state patrol in the area. So we, after we had delivered the rest, we had one box and we wanted to see if we can find the state patrolman. And so Kaylee and I drove and drove and drove and yes, we found him. He was parked over on this road. Anyways, he loved the brownies. He loved the idea of it. And actually he gave, you know, they always, the troopers, they have all sorts of stuff they like to give kids. So he gave us some stuff as well. We got a picture with him, which I should have included, but I didn't. Um, and the neat thing is actually a month later at Christmas time, we saw him again when we were doing our Christmas morning routine. And so that was really neat to connect with him again at Christmas time. But we, we just had so much fun. Oh, here's another story about this. The very first year we did it, we must have been going to the Sioux. Anyways, we were driving down this road, and we're coming along, and we see this man who's about, he's about to walk across the street to his mailbox. So I went by, he walks across, and Kaylee's like, pull over! So 
I did. And she gets out of the car and she runs back to him and she's like, it's National Brownie Day and we're just sharing brownies with people. And he gives her the strangest look. But anyways, he took the brownies and he was very pleased about having a box of brownies. Some of the funnest people are, are like that. I mean, it's such a shock to them, especially, I mean, who pulls over on the side of the road to give you a box of brownies? I don't know, but anyways, it's fun and it makes us chuckle for years to come and it makes them smile. And every time he probably eats brownies, he probably thinks of us. <laughs> yep, yep. They get the box and the tag and the card, and then they have to make them at home. Yes. Yeah. It's either stapled or I don't know if I taped them, but they're, yes. I Usually if I use the card, I staple them to, yeah, I usually staple them. So, I, and I just hole punch the top so I can put the string through, or the ribbon through it and attach it. Oh, and I also... This is just a side note. I tape the ribbon on the back so that it doesn't slide down the box. So you tie the ribbon around the box and tape the back of it so it doesn't go anywhere. Anyway, so we have had fun and we'll probably celebrate National Brownie Day until I die because it's that fun, I'm telling you. Walk up to a stranger and give them a box of brownies, but don't forget to tell them that it's National Brownie Day because that's part of the fun. Another <laughs> My friend told me about this. She used to do this, or she did it once, and she thought, this is so much fun. So this is what you need to try. You go to Walmart or wherever, and you buy a bag of candy. It doesn't have to be these, but if it's Christmas, you know, then get Christmas candy. And you pay for it. You check out and pay for it. And then right there, open the bag and give one to the, to the clerk and just say, Merry Christmas. Here's a little gift for you. And they're like stunned and they love it. So Kaylee and I just took a few minutes. We did that. We bought some, we went, we did it to her. And then we went and had to go into the Goodwill and into the dollar store. And we were just handing these out to everybody. And I'm telling you, Christmas is a great time of year to be sharing and to be doing because people, that's why holidays in general are so great. Because people are just open and willing, you know? I don't know, tis the season. So anyways, people were just really receptive and they loved getting a thing of candy and it's just a lot of fun to do it. It's just fun to give, I have to tell you that. So the, the lady, Kaylee, Kaylee uh, told me when we were done, I don't know, this was probably five years ago, when we were done, she's like, I'm so glad she, that we did that. The last, the very last person we gave a piece of candy to was the clerk at the dollar store. And she's like, you made my day. And it was just a little piece of candy. But you never know what people are going through. And many of them need a smile or encouragement or just a little pick-me-up. And so that's what this is. Another thing that is great for Christmas is holiday survival kit. And it says there's it's a kit, so it has a candy cane in there, and it says to remind you that you're worth a mint to Jesus. There's a stick of gum in there to remind you to stick close to Jesus. A penny to remind you that after the season, when you're penniless, in God you can trust. And a band-aid to remind you that God can heal any wound. And so all those things are in there. And, oh, here you can see what's in there. So one time, we did this as a church and school event, and so one Sabbath afternoon, we got together and we made 500 of these packets. And so some of the church members took them home as well to give away to various people. But then also on Monday, probably it was, the school kids and our family and all of us went out around town to pass the rest of them out. And here's a picture of these little ladies were just so tickled pink with their little survival kits. 
Uh, they were just thrilled to get them. And then also, we went into a bank to share these, and the lady even took us back to the president because she wanted uh, the president to have one of these as well. We didn't assume that he was stressed. We just assumed that she wanted him to experience the joy as well. Also, when we went to DHS, one of the ladies took us all, we circled the whole office compound, and she had to go with us, but she did it so that everybody could have one of those as, those as well. And so everybody can relate to this at Christmas time, because even though it's supposed to be such a happy time, it can be such a stressful time. And so that's another reason why Christmas is a fantastic time to share God's love. Caroling. You can get creative with caroling. Of course, we've all gone to nursing homes, and we've probably caroled down the streets and maybe ingathered if you're old enough for that. I've done it, and I really enjoyed it. We've also caroled just down the hallways of the nursing home, and I know COVID has kind of changed things, so you can't always do that now. But uh, we were able, just this last Christmas, actually, we were able to go to a care home facility and sing in their lobby, and then I think I already told you about the apple cider. We, this is caroling at Hardee's right outside the drive through And the kids were, yeah, I have the picture in it again. So while we were caroling, the kids were handing out the apple cider down the row of drive through cars. And they were just thrilled with that. They were absolutely thrilled. They would come through when they picked up their food and just give us a thumbs up and just really appreciated the singing as well as the apple cider. So that... That has been a lot of fun. At Christmas, there are just so many options and so many things that you can do for Jesus. So this past Christmas, this is, I told you that we went to my husband's uh, parents' care home facility and we were able to share with the workers there. After that, we were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And in, well, we were in Cleveland. But anyways, in Chattanooga, they have what's called the Chattanooga Community Kitchen. And they bless homeless people and those who need food with um, three meals a day, 365 days of the year. And so they rely on a lot of help and a lot of volunteers and a lot of donations. But um, they have an opportunity that you can come. They specifically have sign-ups that you can come for shifts on Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. And so we thought, well, we're going to be down there let's get involved with this. And so we signed up and got emails about it, and we had to sign up for a specific shift and what we wanted to do during that specific shift. And so we were all signed up, and here's the kids. We got to actually interact with the homeless people in the community. I mean, it was, what a blessing. The volunteers there and the people who run this organization are absolutely amazing, and it was such a blessing to work with them. But it even took it to a whole new, another level because we got to interact right there with the homeless people or the guests that they have. They call them guests, um, which is a really nice way to put it. Um, and the people just really, really appreciated the service that they were getting and the food that they were getting and the friendship because you can talk with them and interact with them and get to know them a little bit. So here's my husband and Elijah there. It was fun to do it all together. Sometimes my husband isn't always available from some of these opportunities, but it's always fun when we can do it as a family. And then here's me sharing drinks. Sweet tea, water, and Coke they got to choose from. And that was a lot of fun. Now, a lot of the people that they serve live in areas like this. They call them tent cities. And they have very large areas um, in the Chattanooga area that are tent cities, a few of them right around there. 
And so, you know, there are people all around us. It doesn't have to be in Chattanooga. It doesn't have to be in a big city. There are people all around us who need help. You know, they might not, everyone's not living in tents. That might not be their need. But they have needs for health or maybe just hope or direction. And we all have a need for Jesus. And so as Christians, it's our, it's our privilege to share Jesus with those who, who need that. And sometimes, just like Ellen White says in Ministry of Healing, you know, we have to meet them where they're at. We have to minister many times to their physical needs. And that will give us an opportunity to minister to their spiritual needs as well. And so it's really nice. You know, there are a lot of community services in our areas, um, as well as other areas that help to minister the people like this who need this type of help. And it is a joy and a privilege to be able to just to link arms with the services that are out there already, because then not only are you serving others in need, but you're also forming connections and alliances with people out there and getting to know the other people that are serving in the area as well. So it's great to join hands with the other services that are in the area. We can join these people to help bring Jesus to the people who are in need. And holidays just are a really, really perfect time to do that. People's hearts are open. Jesus was our example. In Matthew 20, 28, it says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. That was Jesus' whole mission in life. And he's our example. We're to do exactly as he did. And his life centered around giving and serving and doing for others. Martin Luther King Jr. asked a very, very interesting question. It says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? He asks a really good question. It's something that really all of us should ponder. And if we're not doing anything for others, we need to reevaluate that. Really, life is it's serving others that makes life worth living, serving Jesus and serving others. So today, it's June 15, it's National Smile Power Day. I just learned that today because I looked it up. So you can Google anything. You can. What I usually do at the beginning of the month is I Google National July Holidays. And there's a few websites that you can look at. And it just goes through every day of the month. You'll find all sorts of strange things. But you'll find some things that are worth celebrating as well. Or at least using that day to share and to celebrate and to give to others. So today you can intentionally smile at everybody you pass. Even a smile is sharing Jesus. Let's see, tomorrow, June 16, is National Fudge Day. So, I don't know, it might be too hot for fudge, though. So, invite them into your trailer if you want to share fudge. Uh, June 19, of course, we know that's coming up. That's Father's Day. And, of course, we usually celebrate our fathers. But what about someone in your church or somebody in your neighborhood that maybe doesn't have his children with them? Look for those who you can... Um, do something nice for that maybe aren't just your father. Uh, June 21 is National Smoothie Day. So you could make somebody a smoothie. You can really get creative. I mean, it'd be so great to have, to say, okay, we're going to celebrate National Smoothie Day or National Whatever Day and then see how everybody, I mean, everybody in the room would probably come up with a different way to share Jesus on that day. Uh, June 23 is National Pecan Sandies Day. So you could buy someone some pecan sandies. I don't know. June 30 is National Handshake Day. So, you know, depending on you, how you feel about germs. 
shake someone's hand and then use your hand sanitizer. It's fine. Um, July 1 is National Postal Workers Day, so there's another USPS holiday. And then, of course, July 4 is coming up. And you can get on and you can just Google all sorts of things and find lots of different uh, holidays. But there's lots of options every month for celebrating and for sharing the love of Jesus. So your homework for today is what can you do to share Jesus? To help somebody, to serve those around you, think of a holiday and think of what you can do to share Jesus with somebody else. Because holidays are a wonderful time to share Jesus. We're going to pray now, and then I do have something for each one of you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can use any day of the year, any holiday, anything, Lord, to share your love. And I pray, Lord, that we will start to think outside of the box, and we'll start to be inspired with ways that we can share your love with others and that we can make a difference in the world around us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.